This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other task that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too on demand. So it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so Brandon Bean was talking to us on Tuesday. Well, when I say us, I I mean the media. I wasn't actually there. I decided I would do the whole paternity thing, leave after going into work on Monday, even though I probably shouldn't have. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, the cap space is interesting, but then they just went out and added the Cameron Dantzler edition. So I would imagine that's for kind of minor money. But basically, he said, like, if you're somebody who can play and you'll take a pretty cheap contract, come on down. And I love that. I think that needs to be the approach that they have. Because you don't know. Like, you want these guys to come to your camp. You want to see what these guys have. And who knows? Maybe they surprise you, and then they end up being a great value for your team. So the way it works in the offseason, so everyone knows, only the top 51 salary cap hits count on your team. So you you go one through 90, they have 90 guys, only the top 51 count against the same salary cap number that's going to be holding true for all year. What is it, 248, whatever it is, million that you're allowed, only the top 51 count against that. As of right now, Brandon Bede said, they have about $4 million left in available salary cap space. That be, that's because Leonard Floyd's only counting two-plus with the void years they gave him, and they really pushed money down the road with that Oliver. So they created some space there, $4 million remaining in salary cap space in the top 51. However, Brandon Bean also said projecting out who's going to make the roster, the guaranteed money that comes along with it, all the different things, and no injuries, top 53, once they get there and everybody counts, they're going to be over the cap, three to five million. They got work to do, Matt. It's not even bringing guys in it's who's going to go like you have work to do. And that's going to be guys that there's got to be a surprise cut somewhere, a trade, something like that to get you under the cap, which means you don't really have much room to bring in a guy like Deandre Hopkins. If he's going to want something like seven, eight, 10, 12, 15 million a year. Right. I no. mean, it just doesn't seem like that's possible now. No, I, I, I subscribe to the idea that the salary cap can be manipulated in a lot of different ways. And, you know, our friend over at 13 Wham, Dan Fates, always says, like, the salary cap isn't real. I'm somewhere in the middle between thinking the salary cap isn't real, but there's only so many things that you can do to manipulate it. When they signed Leonard Floyd, part of my surprise was, one, not a player that I thought that they would be in on, and two, in my head, that takes them out of the, the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. and that's okay. Like I have been pretty adamant. I think they should add DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think they needed to add DeAndre Hopkins. I think he helps you, but I still think you can win a Super Bowl with or without him. And maybe you like Leonard Floyd. Maybe you like the idea of his production and you think he can be more valuable to your team than DeAndre Hopkins could be. We don't know. It's just, it's weird to me. The DeAndre Hopkins thing has been going on for weeks and Mm -hmm. he's still not on a team. He's still not signed. The whole situation is just interesting to me. So if he goes to the Chiefs, 
Bills fans are going to be sitting here like, oh, crap. Like, now we got to deal with this. But, you know, maybe he ends up just going to a team that isn't that great because they can give him $15 million, and none of the contenders really can. Yeah, and he did say that uh, yesterday was his birthday. He said he would call him on his birthday. Somebody asked him, are you going to call him on his birthday? He said, yeah, I'll call him and wish him a happy birthday. It doesn't mean he's offered him a contract. I do think it was interesting on on Pat McAfee, Brandon Bean was on. He didn't rule were, it out. He didn't rule out, but it was really interesting that he basically said, yeah, he's going to get a decent contract somewhere. I think that's a message to DeAndre Hopkins and his representatives. Like, yeah, that's great. Go ahead and do that if you can, because we can't do that for you. You want to? Co- yeah. Then he says the next day, you want to play for cheap? Come on down. You could do that. So that's where the Bills stand salary cap wise, as far as what Brandon Bean said. All right. Just a couple of um, other items before we head on out of here. Just mentioned birthday. Today, as we record this, June 7th, is Kim Pagula's birthday. It's her 53rd birthday. Mm-hmm. It's also, Matt, exactly one year to the day when she suffered her medical event, which her daughter Jesse wrote a lot about. And we know that there's a lot of things that you know went on that day, that week. We mm-hmm. also know that she's still recovering. Yeah. And Terry talked about her when he was on the podium at the groundbreaking, which we can get into in just a second. But mm-hmm. just our thoughts with Kim Pagula as she recovers on her birthday here and one year after her medical event. Yeah, the common theme from everybody who spoke at the groundbreaking was that even though she isn't physically here, she's here and her presence can be felt because she was a massive part of the stadium deal that was happening. And, you know, like she was very involved in the business side, like doing what we do. We have a lot of interactions with, you know, the front office and with the ownership group. I don't have a lot of interactions with Terry, you know, like, can probably say 10 times, 15 times. I saw Kim all the time, all the time, whether it was on the sideline before games, whether it was in the offices, whether it was at a practice. And she was always super nice, really easy to talk to, just a really genuinely kind person. And everybody who I know over there who has worked for her, for her, says the exact same thing. So obviously from just like a human standpoint, I just want to see the recovery continue to make progress. And hopefully one day we can see her again, whether it's at a game, whether it's an event, whether it's at, you know, whatever it is. And and that's got to be on her terms, but obviously we're thinking about her. Yeah. Well said. Uh, I echo the sentiment. She's always been um, uh, really accommodating and kind and treated me very well as well uh, in all of our interactions. We were at the stadium groundbreaking. It's super cool to see yeah. this happening. Uh, we're going to be out there throughout, you know, you're going to be on paternity leave, but you're going to be out uh-huh. down there, you know, soon enough. Yeah. And you're going to see it just like I am. And a lot of people are going to see it as they drive past. And then when they get in the preseason and the practice down at the stadium and then the games and this thing's going to go up pretty quickly. I remember being in Vegas when they just started building the Raiders stadium and there was some steel in the ground. I'm like, oh, that's where the stadium's going. Six months later, I see on TV like, bam, like that thing is going up quick, man. That's what's going to happen here, Matt. Yeah, it is. Let me share a couple tidbits that I found really, really interesting just from talking to people at that press conference and just kind of off to the side. The height of the stadium is kind of like shocking to me. So the stadium itself will be imagine Highmark Stadium right now and imagine those massive lights that are on the outside. The new stadium will be 20 feet higher than where the lights currently are at Highmark Stadium. So most of the stadium, like you think of the stadium now, It's half underground, and then you have the half of it above ground, and then the really high lights. This one is just going to basically be – it's not going to be built straight up. They're still digging a big hole. From what I understand, it's going to be about 35 feet or so, but I think that's not going – you know, the field level is not going to be nearly as low as it is in the current stadium. So that, to me, is pretty eye-opening. Like, when you think about seeing the stadium, you know, 
everybody who's been to Orchard Park knows, you don't really see the stadium until you get to the intersection before the actual stadium. What is that? Right. Abbott, Abbott and Southwestern. Is that the intersection before the stadium? Yes, I believe so. Yes. yes. Right, by the ga- right by the gas station there. Yeah. And then on the other side, you've got like the big tree. But until you get up to that intersection, you really don't see the stadium. You can see the lights from a little bit away. This stadium will not be that way. You will see this stadium from much farther away because it will be significantly bigger. And the timeline here is the dig is happening as we speak right now, Mm -hmm. then the foundation will be poured and then there will be structural steel that will go up sometime in the late fall, early winter, probably towards the end of the regular season. And then for anybody who is planning on getting a ticket, or if you already have tickets, everybody who buys a PSL will have to go to the new ticket center in Williamsville in the Walker Plaza. Sounds like that will open late summer, early fall like late August, early September is kind of the timeline that I've been told. So that's when you can kind of start to see the wheels moving here. That's when that opens. And then you can start to pick out your seats and figure out, you know, where you're going to be sitting with your season tickets. And then we can start talking about what it looks like inside the stadium. It's going to be terrific. Um, Anything rectangular. I was told they can basically do lacrosse, soccer. Don't expect world cup soccer to come here, but definitely like higher level soccer, things like that. That'll happen. Um, the there'll be four basically a, a tunnel in each side instead of just one tunnel plus one behind the Bills bench that the team can go in like you see in Kansas City or mm-hmm. New England maybe I think Pittsburgh has that so there's gonna be a lot of changes when people go to 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 watch the games but of course that's in 2026 uh, the Bills will change on the field as well over the next few years before that actually winds up happening so it's gonna be fun it's gonna be cool to kind of see that in the progress and I think they're gonna have from when we had Ron Rakuya on the radio maybe a month ago. They are going to have some sort of like time-lapse video or at least a live-look cam, I think, a a live webcam at some point to kind of keep everybody updated to the progress, which would be cool to watch. Yeah, also, I just really want to quickly – I'm getting 24 and 26 mixed up. Cameron Dantzler is 24 years old. He started 26 games. I think I said he was 26 and started 24, but whatever. Um, I think the coolest thing about the stadium, and you try and take yourself out of it as much as you can when you're covering events, that is a big news story. Like, this is a big news story. This is different than just being a sports story. There's a lot of public money involved here. Like, there's a lot of, like, political connections to the stadium. So you kind of have to, like, take a step back, and you don't want to go too overboard on anything. But that whole time, I kept thinking, like, Ellie, my daughter, she's three months old. Like she will watch games at the stadium. Like I grew up going to games at Highmark Stadium because my parents, you know, we were very fortunate. They were able to bring me to games every, you know, every year we would go to a game, maybe a preseason game mixed in. I was always like my favorite day of the year. And the whole time we're sitting there talking about how there's an entire generation that hasn't even been born yet who will be going to the games at the stadium. Well, Ellie has been born, but I'm like, wow. Like, and she's in the sweet spot where I think I might be able to get her to a game at Highmark and then get her to a game at the new stadium. Right. Like she won't remember any of it. No, but, but that's I, all right. You're right. Like you could bring a three-year-old to a Bills game, right? Yeah, if you do it right. Maybe you have to sit in a suite. I mean, but you know, it's going to be tough in the – I, I think. I mean, boy, we, we took Max to Fenway when he was in a stroller to standing room only to see the Yankees play, right? I mean, like you could do that. But yeah, I think you, you're probably right. I think kids, at least to a preseason game, you could do something like that. It might be a yes. little rougher at a uh, regular season game. And for me, it's the same thing. And I said this, and I always get a little emotional when I talk about it. My whole life growing up was the Bills are going to leave someday. The Bills are going to leave. Ralph Wilson's going to get older. The team's going to get sold. The stadium isn't is outdated. The lease is up. It was all the worry. Every, every year was the worry. 
I don't have to worry about that anymore. But more importantly, my nine-year-old son doesn't have to worry about that. He's going to be in his 30s and 40s by the time these kinds of things come up again. So he can enjoy this for three decades. So I'm just so, so happy for everyone here in Buffalo in this community that, you know, this gets to happen. So, all right. Um, you got anything else on that? Because I want to wrap it up here before we head out. I have one thing that isn't about the stadium. Uh, it's about a popular football video game, and I'm not going to say the title of the game. Okay. But the cover of the popular football video game will very likely be a very popular Bills player who throws the ball really fast and really hard. You could say it all right here. Say what you I, want to say. I'm just going to leave myself the out because it hasn't officially happened yet as the time we're recording this podcast. But, you know. Can I, I say been- it? You can say I, I had been told about a month and a half ago that it was going to happen. Right. But I could never get it confirmed. From I a have not been source. told. I have not been okay. told. I don't know this. I'm just telling you what everybody's reporting. Like you have been told. Jeremy yes. White tweeted it out. So I'll say it that he was told that Josh Allen's going to be on the cover of Madden 24. Yeah. Yeah. And he will be. So I, I can tell you because the story has been written and saved as a draft on WKVW.com for about a month and a half. He will be the first Bills player ever obviously wow. to be on the cover of Madden. Um, you know, people immediately think of the Madden curse and I don't really subscribe to that. I actually liked Jeremy's point on it. I think I was listening to him on the radio and he was like, you believe the team has been cursed forever. So maybe you just need another curse to kind of like reverse the course of all of this happening. Like how could they be any more cursed? 13 seconds wide, right? Music city miracle, no super bowls. Like they're already cursed. So don't worry about another fake curse. Like whatever. Who's the first person you remember on the cover or any story about it? Uh, um, for my generation, I would think most, People probably say Michael Vick. He was on. He was unstoppable as a Madden player and as a cover right. athlete. But admittedly, growing up, like I played Madden every single year, but I was much more into NHL than I yep. was into Madden. I could probably rattle off like every NHL cover and like every soundtrack from those games. I can't do that with Madden, but I think there will be a a big spike in sales locally. If Josh is on the cover, even though everything's like digital now, you know what I mean? Like you can just go on the marketplace and buy it digitally. So the cover doesn't mean as much as it maybe once did. My son plays, he loves it. We download it. He's got it on there and he plays MLB, the show he plays Madden, all that kind of stuff. He'll be super excited. Like you said, a lot of people locally for me, I wasn't a big player of it ever really growing up, but I do remember the big story of Peyton Hillis being on the cover. Yeah, Peyton I remember Hillis that. On the cover. That was kind of like the big, oh my God, Peyton Hillis is on the cover. We got to head out. One last thing. want to say congratulations to my co-host on the WGR side of things, the Extra Point Show, Joe DiBiase. He's getting married Friday. Oh, Joe congratulations, is getting married Joe. On, yeah, so any words of wisdom for Joe as he gets married? She's always right, Joe. No matter <laughs> what. She's always right. Happy wife, happy life. Does Just this look go. good on me? Yes. Yeah, just doesn't matter. No, exactly. Just she's always right, Joe. That's my only (laughs) advice. Um, I would say, though, uh, Matt, keep your phone open, because as Joe is gone for two weeks on his honeymoon, I'll be looking for some guests on the Extra Point Show to help eat some minutes. So I'll be calling you, pal. Deal. Sounds good to me. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening today, watching today, downloading, subscribing. We'll talk to you next time. And it's always game day in Buffalo.